Hey, what's up, everybody? For your fix of fitness, health, life, and laughs, you know where it's at. That's right, it's at the podcast with your host, yours truly, Adam Pullman. Hello and welcome to this episode of the podcast. This is the show where all of your health, fitness, and nutrition questions are answered by your host and coach Adam Pullman. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about how to create a good workout plan slash workout program for yourself. This is something that I haven't done before. I haven't talked about before, and it came up in the Instagram Q&A. So we're going to break all that down for you so you can at least walk away with some value and tangibles on how to make your workout program better, specifically for you, your schedule, your goals, your lifestyle, your interests, all of that good stuff. So make sure you tune into this episode for more on that. Now, if you're new and you heard me say Instagram Q&A and you're like, what? What I'm talking about is literally an Instagram Q&A. So this show is listener driven, all right? So listeners just like you send in questions about health, fitness, nutrition, stuff like this with workout programming, literally literally anything in that realm. I take those questions and I answer them here on the show. So if you have a question that you would like to have answered by me, you can go ahead and send in that question to my Instagram story. My handle is Adam underscore Pullman Fit. You can find me there. And then every... It's Monday and Thursdays right now um, that I do the Q&As. You'll see a little question box in my story that says, ask me a question. That is your green light to submit as many health, fitness, and nutrition questions as you would like. And they'll break it down briefly there on the story and then in detail in long form here on the show. So that's how you can go ahead and submit your questions. Now, if you are not new and you've listened to my content before, you've listened to episodes before, um, maybe you've listened to or read content on Instagram or TikTok or Facebook or anything like that, and you've found that the, the content has helped you reach your goals, would you be willing to help me meet, reach my goals of reaching more people and helping more individuals transform their body, mind, and spirit through in-depth one-on-one fitness and nutrition coaching? If you would be willing, a great way to do that is by leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. So if you go to Apple Podcasts, find the podcast on there. Maybe if you already listened to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, that would be easy find for you. Go ahead and leave a rating and review, and that will help the the podcast show up for more individuals, will help them get introduced to the show, and therefore get introduced to more content, me, so they can improve their health and fitness as they navigate this massive world of information. So as I help you reach your goals, it would be awesome if you helped me reach mine. All right. Now, speaking of getting connected to more content through the podcast, a great way to do that is by just checking out the free page on the website. So if you go to pullmanfitness.com slash free, there are tons of free guides on there that are available for you to download. So we have a complete guide to fat loss, a complete butt building guide, a complete guide to better arms, one that's on protein. We have a, a coronavirus guide on working out at home if you're somewhere in the world that's for some reason still on lockdown. Tons of different guides on there for you and you can download all of them absolutely free. That website is pullmanfitness.com slash free. That's P-O-E-H-L. M-A-N-N fitness.com slash free. Now, before we get going into this question here, let's mention our affiliates. So the, the one that is going to be working with this episode today 
I should say the one that's affiliated with me, but I'm bringing it up here in uh, the show is Mir. Mir makes amazing high quality products to keep your drinks cold and hot for long periods of time. Okay, I'm about to go on a hunting trip and I will most certainly be bringing my uh, camp cup up there as it keeps coffee or whatever hot drink you want really hot for a long period of time, which is super important when you're going up to the middle of nowhere in the mountains and it's chillier up there. All right. Really important to keep that coffee hot while you're cold, at least in my opinion. So if you want a 20% discount off of any of their products, just go to mir.com, M-I-I-R.com and use the code ADAMPULLMAN20 at checkout and that will get you 20% off of your order. Today's question comes from underscore, well, it looks like there might be two underscores there, underscore, underscore, Nicole Marie. Any advice when it comes to creating a workout plan for yourself? goal is body fat loss slash muscle. My guess is the rest of that was muscle building. But um, yes, absolutely. Let's break this down. Like I said in the beginning, this is something that I haven't done before. So let's kind of go through piece by piece what this can look like. Now, the first thing that we all have to come to understand is that there is no one absolute best training program and no one absolute worst training program. Just like most things in health and fitness, it's never always right or always wrong. It depends on the circumstance and the situation. So, you know, even in situations where the goals are the same, like let's say you have a friend and both of your goals are building muscle, there might be a circumstance that comes into play that makes their program tr- different than yours. And that's okay. What, what it comes down to here is not just finding a program that you feel is quote right, but one that's right because it fits your schedule, it allows you to reach your goals, you enjoy it, it has all the necessities in there as far as exercise programming and all of that good stuff, all right? So let's kind of break down from a large view, like if we're gonna take a big zoomed out view, or if you were to imagine a funnel, let's take like the, the, uh, the image of a funnel and start at the top where it's super wide. And we have the the big kind of big picture stuff there. And then we can kind of work our way down and get into the more narrow, uh, specific type of things. So one of the most important things, in my opinion, at least as a trainer, as a coach that's been doing this for eight years, um, one of the most important pieces is finding something that you are able to do consistently. Okay. So as you're going through all these different stages of this little filter, taking into account all these different circumstances, you have to ask yourself, can I do this consistently? Because ultimately consistency is what's going to get you to your goal, right? If let's say you think it's best to work out six days a week and you're like all gung-ho about it, you're like, yeah, awesome. And the program that you've set up requires six days a week to do well and you only work out two days a week, you're, it's not gonna work well for you. It'd be better to do something like two days a week or three days a week and adjust your program for those three days and do that very consistently over time than to you know lie to yourself about doing six days a week when you know that's impossible. So just be realistic. You have to ask yourself, what can I do consistently? So keep that in mind as we go through each thing. So having said that, I think one of the most important elements is just figuring out what days in the week or how many days a week you can go. Okay, so let's say it's you know two days, three days, four days, five days, and be extremely realistic with yourself. How many days per week can I go to the gym? All right, so let's say you land on, we'll just use an example. Let's say you land on four days a week, all right? From there, you're gonna want to figure out what days those workouts fall on. Maybe it's Monday, Tuesday, 
and then Thursday, Friday, maybe it's Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, maybe it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, who knows, okay? So you need to figure out how many days per week you can go to the gym and then what days those are gonna fall on. Now, the reason that's important uh, is because the order of workouts is going to come into a play into play here in a little bit. For example, you know, if we have two upper body workouts throughout the week, we don't want both of them falling on, you know, a Monday and a Tuesday because that's going to be not enough recovery time. So we got to figure out, you know, what days per week are going to be incorporated there. So we have how many days per week, what days per week. Now we need to figure out how much time do you have to dedicate to the gym. All right. 30 minutes, an hour, 45 minutes. You figure that, you take that into an, into account. Those are all the big scale things we really want to look at. Now from there, we can get into the nuances and the specifics a little bit more. So if we were to do that, taking the same situation of four days a week, we want to be ideally training your muscle groups. Well, this is true no matter how many days a week you're training, but ideally training your muscle groups two to three times per week. Okay. Lots of different reasons for that. We could spend hours on it, but essentially that's going to allow for enough recovery while also stimulating muscle protein synthesis enough and frequently throughout the week. Also increases in frequency also um, usually lead to greater strength increases and progressions there. So that will that should allow you to progressively overload a little bit more if you uh, train those muscle groups two to three times per week. So in that four day a week situ situation or scenario, that gives us with, you know, a pretty simple option. We have, you know, two upper body days and two lower body days. Okay, it doesn't have to look exactly like that. You can structure it literally however you want. There's no one perfect way to go about it. I'm just using a very basic example to make it a little bit easier to wrap your, your head around as you're listening because it's kind of hard to map this all out while you're driving or doing whatever it is that you're doing. So we got the four days a week. We realize it's two upper and two lower. Okay, now from there, we've realized that, okay, if I'm doing two upper and two lower, I'm training muscle, each major muscle group uh, two to three times per week. In this situation, it's two times per week, two upper body days, two lower body days. Now from there, we can figure out, okay, I have these two upper body days, two lower body days, and I have whatever, 45 minutes in each workout. Now from this standpoint, we kind of, as, as, as the time constraints get lower and lower, uh, or tighter and tighter, for example, you have less time to work out, you're going to really need to prioritize big bang for your buck exercises even more so than before. Okay. When you have an hour and a half to work out, you can include the big major movements. You can include some minor movements in there. Um, you like, for example, you know, having time to train your forearms when you have an hour and a half each week versus if you have, or an hour and a half each workout versus when you have 30, maybe 45 minutes. So the the more, the more time you have, the more freedom you have with inserting multiple different options in there, the less time you have, the less freedom you have with that. So we want to pick very big bang for your buck exercises. Now, what I mean by bang for your buck is movements that are uh, compound movements. So that means more than one joint is involved that hit the major muscle group that you want to hit, um, that allows you to progressively overload well. And that also translates into real life and leads to um, the greatest strength increases. Now, I know that your goal might be fat loss or it might be something different, but gaining strength in your workouts should be the priority no matter what your goal is as far as how your body looks, okay? So, um, I lost my train of thought. Oh, no. 
Okay, so we're talking about prioritizing strength there. Uh, so the big bang for your buck movements. There we go. So we're looking at, you know, squats and variations of squats, lunges, variations of, de of lunges, deadlifts, variations of deadlifts, bench press or pushing movements, variations of those, overhead press, variations of those, pull-ups or rows and variations of those. So those are like big five movements, squats, deadlifts, lunges, um, bench press, overhead press, you can include lunges and squats in as, as one. Uh, and then you have some sort of row or pull up. So big five movements like that with those movements, we're touching every single muscle group or at least every single major muscle group. So we want to make things, you know, based off of those movements. And then if we have time to fill in with some accessory stuff like leg extensions or, you know, rear delt flies, we can do that. But for now we need to prioritize those big movements because if we take out squats and only have leg extensions, we're sacrificing a lot of return um, on investment. Like we're, we're not going to get nearly as far with just leg extensions. So, um, we have those big movements in there. Now, if you have two upper body days and two lower body days in this situation, it would be ideal since we want to train muscle groups two times per week, do full upper body on both days, not just push, not just pull, but full upper body on both days and full lower body on both days. So not just glutes and hamstrings, not just quads, you know, not just chest and triceps. I'm talking the entire upper body for one workout, the entire lower body for another workout, rest a couple days or so, the entire upper body for the next workout, the entire lower body after that, because then that will allow you to hit those muscle groups two times per week. So you can kind of figure out how you want to incorporate those movements into those workouts. Let's say, for example, you know, you have deadlifts on your upper body day, because I don't know, heavy squats and heavy deadlifts are usually a lot of demand on the body. Um, and I just personally don't prefer to have them both in the same workout. So you could have squats in your lower body days, deadlifts on your upper body, because your back is involved there. Um, you could have obviously lunges on your lower body, bench press, pull-ups, rows, <clears throat> overhead press on those upper body days. Okay. So you can kind of structure those however you would like. Again, millions of different ways to do it. There's no one that's inherently right. No one that's inherently wrong. Okay. But generally speaking, I will say this, generally speaking, you do want to prioritize those big compound movements before you do any sort of isolation uh, movements. There are different special situations for that, but we're not going to get into that today because for 99.9% .9 of you, it doesn't really matter much. So um, we have we have those big movements. Now we need to figure out sets, reps, rest period, all that good stuff. And again, we can go for hours. We can go for hours on this topic, but I'll keep it um, as, as general as I possibly can. All right. And then you can kind of, you need to take that general principle and customize it into your own routine. Cause that's how all this health and fitness stuff works. Okay. It's not just a copy and paste thing. You take the principles, customize it for your life. Then that's usually what's best for you. All right. So we have the movements. We need to get into rest reps and what I say sets. So to keep it super simple, anywhere from three to four sets is totally fine. Okay. Now, as far as reps go, it's really going to depend on what your main focus is during that phase. Okay. Cause different rest or sorry, different rep ranges usually generally speaking will yield different results. I'm trying to emphasize the usually and the generally speaking. So people don't get all up in a tizzy about stuff. Okay. But generally speaking, your lower rep ranges say like two to five or two to six are generally speaking going to prior, they're going to prioritize strength. Okay. That doesn't mean you can't build strength in higher or moderate rep ranges at all. Just generally speaking, that's going to be the biggest signal that your body gets is for strength there. 
Now, if you have <clears throat> higher rep ranges or more moderate rep ranges, anywhere from, let's say, 6 to 12, that usually is better for hypertrophy or building muscle. Then after that, 12 and up or 12 to 15 or 15 and higher, those higher end rep range are usually better for muscular endurance. Again, you can build strength doing rep ranges that are outside of the general traditional strength range. You can gain muscle doing reps that are outside of the general muscle range of 6 to 12. But the point is, those are just general ranges that you can keep in mind. Okay. Now, one thing I want to warn you about <clears throat> or tell you to like just proceed with caution. Don't get married to one way or one rep range just based on your goal. Like for example, when I was younger um, and I was trying to work out, the only reason I did it is because I wanted to get bigger. So I only lifted eight to 12 reps. I would never do anything higher. I would never do anything lower. Okay. That was a huge, huge mistake. And I had lots and lots and lots of plateaus because of that. Now you might be thinking, well, if your goal wasn't building, was building muscle, why would you do something that doesn't generally lead to building muscle? Now here's why. Because if my, if I were to take that younger me and train him right now, if my, if that person's goal was still building muscle, the strength increases that they could get by doing a lower rep range could therefore lead to them moving more weight in a moderate rep range where their goal is to build muscle when they go back to that. Okay. So there's value in all these different rep ranges and usually your body will respond, respond well to whatever, whatever is new, whatever is, is novel. Your body likes novelty and your body will respond well to that. If you do get married to one way of doing things, your body is not going to respond to the same thing that you could do continuously month after month after month, year after year after year. It's just not going to work that well. Okay. Similar concept that people, you know, realize once they do a ton of cardio. Oh, I'm doing all this cardio. It worked for the first two months. It's not working anymore. Right, because your body adapted to it. So we need to keep that in mind. Don't get married to one way of doing things. All right, so we have lower rep ranges, anywhere from like two to six or so, um, generally prioritizing strength, six to 12, generally prioritizing muscle building, any high, anything higher than that, generally prioritizing endurance. Now, you'll see different people say different ranges, but don't worry about it, okay? Again, don't treat everything as absolute truth. They're just general principles. Now we get into the rest periods. Because the thing is, your, your response or the signal that you get from your body is not only um, from the reps that you're doing. It's from the reps that you're doing and the rest that you're taking and the load that you're putting on your muscles and the contractions that your muscles feel. Tons of different, tons of, of, of different stressors and different factors come into play with how your body responds, not just one thing. So... Um, rest periods come into play and your rest period is so important. It's just as important as how many reps you're going to do just as important as the weight you're going to select. It's just as important. So don't, don't like be like, Oh, it's just rest. I don't need to worry about it. There's no difference between 20 seconds and 90 seconds. There is okay. Not just in how you feel, but in how your body will respond. So again, general principles, generally speaking, 30 seconds or less is going to prioritize muscular endurance. Okay. Generally speaking, anywhere from 30 to 90 seconds is going to prioritize muscle building or hypertrophy. And then anything from 90 seconds plus or two to five minutes is going to prioritize overall strength. Okay. Here's why. Again, generally speaking, I wonder how many times I've said this in this episode, but when you are doing lower rep ranges, okay, and a higher load, a higher weight, that is very demanding on your central nervous system. And your central nervous system takes a while to recover, usually longer than your muscles do. 
So that's why when you see people doing lower rep ranges at a higher weight, they have higher rest because their central nervous system needs to adapt because at that higher weight, their central nervous system is heavily involved. Whereas in that moderate rep range of like, say, 6 to 12 reps, they're doing 10 reps, you might see something like 60 seconds because their muscles don't need that long to recover, but still more than 20 or 30 seconds. So those are the general ranges that I would keep in mind based on what you're trying to prioritize for the phase that you are in, all right? So we went over sets, sets, we went over reps, we went over rest period. Then you can kind of customize those to whatever you want from there. Now we get into the, the phasing, okay? All I'm going to say with the phasing is that you need to just make sure you're not doing the same thing over and over, like I said earlier. Generally speaking, do a certain rep range, a certain amount of sets, a certain amount of rest for three to six weeks, okay? Get the most out of it that you can and then change it. Change your reps, change your rest period, change something in that next block of three to six weeks. For me and my clients, I just use four weeks or a month just because it's super easy to work with the calendar in that way. Um, and so every four weeks, they're getting something different to their training program that changes things up, changes things up so they can continue um, progressing in their workouts. All right. So you have the phasing there. So here's a very, very, very general example that you can use. Phase is a three month program. Phase one. Primarily focused on strength, building the foundation. You have anywhere from three to six reps. You're doing three to four sets. You're resting for two minutes. Focus on strength. Phase two, general focus is hypertrophy or building a little bit of muscle. Okay. In that phase, we have anywhere from, let's just say we have 90 seconds or 60 seconds rest. Let's say 60 seconds. We're doing eight to 10 reps and we're rest, or we're doing three to four sets. Then we get into a little bit more of still a little bit of hypertrophy, but more of metabolic stress and a little bit of muscular endurance. We're doing 12 to 15 reps with 30 to 45 seconds rest in between sets. So that's a general like kind of phase or structure that you can follow, but it doesn't have to be exactly like that. The point is you're changing it up every few weeks or so. Okay. So to bring it all in, that is like the filter from the very top of how many days a week can I work out consistently to the very bottom of how do I phase all these details out, all right? Now, if you are still feeling overwhelmed and you're like, I don't know, I don't understand, here's, here's why. You are worried, at least too worried, about finding the one perfect way to do things. And so you just wanna find that one perfect answer, be told exactly what to do, and apply it into your life to take all the pressure off of you. But the reality is you are never going to find that. If you are going to do this on your own, listen, if you're going to choose to do this on your own, you're going to have to learn a lot that there is to know about exercise programming, phasing your training programs, why you should do this rep range instead of this one in this scenario, why you should select this exercise instead of this exercise in this scenario. You're going to have to learn a lot. Now, I'm not saying this to like intentionally overwhelm you. I'm saying this to keep you from being disappointed. The more you learn about this topic, the more you're going to be able to apply it into your life. Now, if you're like, I don't want to, then that's fine. Hire a professional to teach you these things, to walk you through it, or at the very least to do it for you. Okay. But I'm telling you, the more you seek for cookie cutter thing after cookie cutter thing, the more you're going to be let down and disappointed. And it's just going to be this never ending cycle, this yo-yo of, oh, feeling like I found the next best thing. Oh, it's not working anymore. Find the next thing. Oh, it's not working anymore. What about this shiny object? You, get, you know what I'm saying? So you need to learn a ton about this subject if you want to be able to do it on your own and be successful at it and sustain it for years to come. That's just the way it is. Okay. 
one program isn't going to solve everything for you. So either you learn a lot about it or you hire someone to teach you or, or tell you what to do. So those are, those are kind of your options. But if you're going about it on your own, do something consistently. Do not change it. I don't care what happens in those three to six weeks. Be consistent for three to six weeks. Like 80% of the time, you're getting your at least 80%. You're meeting your nutrient goals. You're meeting your calorie goals. You're meeting your, um, your training program requirements. You're going to the gym consistently. Then if it doesn't, if nothing changes after four, five, six weeks, then you can be like, okay, something was off with this. But I guarantee you, if you're consistent and you're not lying about being consistent, you're actually consistent, something will change. You'll be able to collect that data and remember that for next time. And you're going to be able to learn more about your body, how it responds to certain things. And that's going to teach you more about when to do different things with your exercise programming and your nutrition in different circumstances. All right. I hope this episode helped in some way. I appreciate you listening. If you know somebody that could benefit from this episode, spread the love, share it with them and let them know that this is where they can go to get all of their health, fitness and nutrition questions answered. Oh my goodness, I cannot believe it is over already. Hey, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Hey, listen in. If you have a health and fitness goal that you are trying to reach, I don't know what else to say other than to say it must be a match made in heaven. If you didn't know already, Pullman Fitness exists to transform the body, mind, and spirit through personal coaching and sustainable fitness plans for any stage of life. So if you want to reach your goals, build sustainability, and enjoy life all at the same time, you guys got to check out Premier Coaching at Pullman Fitness. From custom-tailored programming to 24-7 access to your personal coach, you'll have everything that you need to succeed. You guys can find out a lot more about Premier Coaching as well as our membership program at PullmanFitness.com. Hey, if you enjoyed the show, share the love by leaving a five-star review and introducing the podcast to your friends and family. As always, thank you so much for listening, and until next time, this is The podcast.